0: Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level.
1: This is your call to action Now, your instructor, Vincent Finelli.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Everyone all set, cocked, locked, here we go. Your dial is set correctly to USA Prepares. Thank you for being in class with us today. Thank you, Jason, for engineering at Genesis Communications Network. And thank all of you at Genesis Communications Network for uh, giving us the opportunity to teach Two hours a day, five days a week, on the largest alternative radio network in the world. Greg Lesher is with us in Utah. Welcome, Greg.
3: Oh, thank you. Good morning. Uh, nice toasty <laughs> six degrees out here. It got it was, of course, in the negatives last night, but uh, anyway.
2: Six degrees above, six degrees plus, right? Not six, not minus yeah, six. Yeah,
3: six degrees plus right now. You know, Greg,
2: I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. Yesterday, uh, just before the broadcast, I looked out north, south, east, and west, and and I saw somewhere between 18 and 21 chemtrails. And these were were extraordinary chemtrails. I I think they got new uh, pumps for their sprayers, and they got new jets for their sprayers. These were wide and thick. Thicker and wider than I've ever seen before, and then after the broadcast, I uh, hopped in the truck and drove out to uh, Norm Shuly's house to meet up with Lou Cassidy and Norm, and you know, spend the afternoon with those guys. It was great. And by the way, Norm is doing really, really well, extremely well. Um, and it, it was delightful being with Lou, Lou Cassidy, and, and Norm Sheley. And we're going to do this um, often. You know, Lou and I are going to spend time with Norm. And um, so, for those of you who are wondering, uh, Norm says he's going to call in, you know, when he can, and that's great. So, what I saw was more chemtrails, and these chemtrails were thick, fat, wide, and numerous. Last night, and I mentioned that, uh, you know, I think they're going to enhance the storm that's coming. Last night, we had a horrendous hailstorm. High winds. Large hail pummeling the farmhouse, the animals, the cows, everything that's outside. And um, temperatures plummeted, hail, and as I mentioned, the German shepherds were terrified. They were cowering, and they don't normally do this. This is the fastest storm I've ever seen um, uh, happen right after. Massive chemtrails, but these were massive chemtrails. It's not necessary. And I'm thinking, and I'm willing to bet, and I'm not a betting man, that you're going to find that uh, there's, as a result of this storm, there's going to be a lot of people who have died, power lines down, um, and there's going to be death as a result of it. And none of it, none of it was necessary. Greg, do you have, did you see any? Extraordinary chemtrails out in Utah yesterday, as we saw in Missouri here.
3: Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's been the past few days. it just been they've been blowing it on, and you know I'm I, I sound a little under the weather because I am. I had to ride on a plane, and of course, uh, being cooped up in a little spot place like that for a while, you know, you're susceptible to whoever decides to get on board carrying whatever they have. <laughs> you're exposed to. You know, quite a few hundred people. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and in, in, uh, I'm I'm here, uh, healthy, getting better. Past couple of days, I've done nothing but lay on bed. I'll tell you, it's been rough. But you know, I want I want our listeners to to think about a date, and and that's January of next year. Okay, one year from now, California is going to go completely electric. If you want a date that's going to be worse than a third-world country, and I'll explain why in a minute, because at least in a third-world country, they still transport the food and goods on the back of the trucks, okay? This is a serious date because... It's <clears throat> If you want to know why Klaus Schwab said that will be an angry world, uh, Governor Newsom is one of his young leaders in the World Economic Forum. So that's, it doesn't surprise me that they want to go complete the electric, and this is, a, this is where it's going to start, I have a feeling, right in California. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about electric cars and trucks. I didn't want to change the subject so quick, but this is very alarming.
2: I Greg, want you to hear you, you, you and I, yeah. Go. You and I spent a few minutes on the phone a few days ago. Yeah. And I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you were telling me about uh, this company that has electric trucks and they're parking them because they can't use them because they yes. just flat out do not work.
3: My cousin works for the company. It's an old... <laughs> Uh, a Clue old company, (laughs) a big trucking company, and uh, they bought six, uh, six trucks in California for pickup and delivery. They are all parked in a lot, and that's where they intend to stay. Reason being, not one of those trucks can get through a half a day before it needs to be put on a flatbed, pulled in because it's ran out of power. Think about that for a minute before I play. Well,
2: um. okay, let's let's talk about this. So, since you are familiar yeah. with these big rigs and and heavy trucks. So, when an electric truck fails, I assume it has the same coupling system as a um, as a diesel powered 18-wheeler tractor. In order to, the trailers have air brakes, right? Yeah. The tractors, and, and when you, when I say a tractor, I'm not talking about a farm tractor. I'm talking about the, the truck that pulls the trailer. So that's the tractor. So they have, so to have the a tra- compressor. Yeah, they have a, an compressor. air compressor. Right, that, that's run uh, off the diesel engine. So it's an air yeah, compressor yes. that pressurizes a large tank, and and frankly... Uh, when when you start up one just of these, like
3: a, just like a train.
2: Yeah. So when you start when you start up a, uh, a tractor, you need to let it uh, idle for a while to build up the pressure, so you have brakes. Because if you start, I mean, as soon as the engine cranks and and uh, you've got the engine running to power the truck, you don't you don't have brakes yet, right? You have to wait a few minutes, don't you?
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Unless <laughs> you want to burn up the, tri- the tires, you know, drag them on the ground. Yeah. So, yeah, those, the, the, those spring brakes need to uh, uh, release first. Mm-hmm. And depending on how, if you have any air leaks, it mm-hmm. can take quite
2: a while. So I know that I know we've got um, multiple compressors here at our farm, probably at least five of them, maybe six. And I know that it takes a lot of current to turn the electric motor that turns the compressor head, you know, to make the compressed air. Take one of our, you know, just a 60-gallon compressor has a 5-horsepower electric motor. At least that's what it's rated. It's probably more like 3.7 horsepower. But it's rated at 5 horsepower. It takes a lot of electricity, so it takes a lot of energy to, to turn a compressor and make compressed air. So that means that the electric motor that runs... And an electric truck not only has to propel the truck forward, but it has to compress the air to, for the brake so the truck can stop. I would well at least the trailer. Yeah. This,
3: now, so I would like to I would like to play uh, uh, the Senate hearings for problems with electric trucks and cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're ready, uh, Andrew Boyle, before the Senate, his comments. And then I want you to think about next year, January.
2: How I long mean, is how long is this slip?
3: Just about thirty uh, about thirty seconds.
2: Okay, sure. Make sure we can hear it. Okay, go ahead.
3: Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, this is off of, of uh, course, span Okay. Okay. Here we go. the issue. Each electric vehicle
2: battery for a
3: heavy-duty truck weighs eight thousand pounds, needing at least two of them. So we're talking the weight of you know four or five cars, and our, my friends and peers in the industry nationwide who have tried to make efforts to put in say, "Hey, I'm going to convert a dozen forklifts to electric," or own a tee up a facility for thirty electric trucks. There no no that The utilities come back. The cities come back and say, this "Is this some kind of joke?" One friend tried to put in in Illinois a uh, facility tee it up for thirty trucks electrification. The city came back and said, "This is some kind of joke." You're asking for more draw than the entire city requires. And just to give you an idea, 30, 50 trucks, that's like a five, six-megawatt application. The factory
2: that makes the truck is a two-megawatt
3: factory. I want you to think about that for a minute.
2: Greg, that's, that's what we've been saying since, the, since uh, Joe Biden and company had this mandate and Gavin Newsom had these mandates for electric vehicles. It makes absolutely no sense. The grid can't this is, support this is it. Just
3: one, this is just one company in the city that mm-hmm. wants to do 30 trucks.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay? 30 trucks, the city doesn't even supply that much, to, to take that much electricity. Mm-hmm. And now I want you to think about transportation, food. Anything, everything that goes on it, food and supplies. You're looking at a complete meltdown in California January of next year. A complete meltdown. Unless somehow they've tapped into uh, creating a, a lightning out of the sky to power all these trucks. This is ridiculous. Now do you Greg, see why look. he says we're going to eat the bugs? Yeah. And own nothing and be happy?
2: Greg, let me ask you this. Have you ever uh, driven a refrigerated uh, trailer? You know, yes, one that, I have pulled them. Absolutely. Okay. Now, how does that refrigeration system work? There is a, there is a, standalone unit that's attached to the trailer, which which makes that trailer. I'm talking about a 40 foot, 53 foot trailer <clears throat> class. Yeah, they. Call Those it trailers, yeah, reefer, like as in refrigerated truck yes. they, those trucks have a self contained refrigeration system, so the inside of the truck becomes a refrigerator, very cold, but it uses energy it 's not free it 's not free to run the compressor to uh, create the the cooling effect inside the trailer. Now, is that a separate diesel engine that just runs on the trailer just for the refrigeration, or is that electrically powered off the alternator off the tractor? Where does the energy come from to run those refrigeration units on the trailers?
3: It is a diesel engine mounted on the front of that trailer. And you've all probably seen that little area that comes out there. And uh, it usually runs on a 50 to 75-gallon tank that's underneath the reefer. In fact, when you fuel up, it always asks you, uh, you want to fuel up your reefer, a reefer. Because there's no fuel, the road tax on the reefer. Field. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, if you, I'll talk a little bit more about electric refrigeration after the break because this is incredible.
2: Well, so so if they convert the refrigeration to elect, electricity to run off the truck battery, I'm talking about electric powered truck now. It's going to further reduce the distance that it can go dramatically. We'll be right back.
0: I can help you too. Call eight hundred thirty-four no tax or go to my website danpilla.com. That's danpilla dot com. Danpilla
1: Pencils, paper, notebooks iPads. Class is now in session. USAprepares.com. Educational radio. Set your memory to high power. Your USAprepares.com instructor, Vincent Finelli, at the controls.
2: Greg Lesher is with us. Realwaterindependence.com. Realwaterindependence.com is his website. And uh, we're talking about trucks. Greg, uh, let's let's continue the discussion about um, the
3: yeah okay. Uh, I, back trucks. in ni- nineteen ninety nine and two thousand, I purchased five brand new uh, Freightliner XL Classics with a double bunk sleeper in them. Just really nice with the refrigerator, freezer in them, put a microwave in them, had a great big inverter. Well, they come with a, the refrigerator freezer. When you shut the truck off. Uh, those who are inexperienced think, well, I'll just plug my refrigerator because it comes with an electric cord, too, in case you shut your truck off. You want to keep your contents, your refrigerator or freezer cool. They'll just plug it into the inverter. Well, they come out the next day and find out that their batteries have been completely drained, and that only a couple hours after they plugged it in. And everything in the refrigerator is melted, and the refrigerator is now room temperature, it takes a lot to chill, Um, but what we're seeing here with the electric vehicle move in California, imagine yourself standing on the shore next to the ocean, and you see that ocean drop, go out there maybe a quarter mile, and all this... Ocean floor is exposed. We're witnessing this in California, okay? You've got a choice get in that car and start heading for the hills or just sit there and wait and see what happens. We're looking at a complete total meltdown of a state right here in our country. Because if they go through and push this, no more gasoline engines, this is what's coming. We're, we're looking at a tsunami of absolutely no food or supplies being moved. Now, would you uh, you want to sit there on that shore as that tsunami comes towards you and you're completely wiped out, or is it time to get out of there? I would say it's time to get out. I would not feel safe in California with the leadership that they've got going on right now. This is just total insanity. I think about it. I want, I want the class to do something. I want you to, to record how many trucks, big trucks, you see today driving by in your city. I'll bet if you're living in a city, you see over 30. And that's just in your sight. And you, can you imagine 30 of those trucks, electric, taking more than the entire city can produce for electricity? You're looking at a total meltdown, a total meltdown
2: your thoughts, Vincent? Oh, I've I've been saying this for uh, years, that I did not believe that the grid could support uh, the demands of these vehicles. And the reason I can say that, I can say that with certainty, because I know for a fact how much electricity we use. You know, people just pay their electric bill, and they have no real idea Of how hard it is to generate that electricity. I know how hard it is. Because when the sun doesn't shine. Our solar panels don't provide electricity. They don't. And I know that. How hard a compressor has to work. To turn to compress air. I know how hard. A a two horsepower electric motor has to work. To to pump hydraulic fluid. To push a car up in the air. You know I'm talking about automotive lift. I know how hard it is to inflate tires. With uh, compressed air. You know, it used to be that back in the 1950s, um, you know, the guys that uh, that were veterans from World War II, they, they wanted to move to suburbia. And, and they're, you know, they had children, they had bicycles, and, and they had cars. And, and they did not have electric compressors to inflate a flat tire for either the bicycle or the car. And i got to tell you, we had a um, hand pump... Um, tire inflator this was red and you'd step on it with two feet and it had a t-handle and you push down and lift up and push down this thing was maybe 30 maybe 28 inches tall and it had a long rod with a a piston and you push down on it and you lift up and it would take 15 minutes of hard work non-stop work to inflate a flat car tire 15 minutes minimum and when you were done that car tire was not fully inflated it was just half inflated just enough to get you to where you could get to an electric compressor to fill it up what i'm saying is the
5: electric demands that we
2: have to replace that
5: inflator are great if you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity this will be the most important message you'll hear this year here's why
0: USA News, I'm Ryan Daniels. The Pentagon's Inspector General being tasked now to look back over how the Defense Department handled Secretary Lloyd Austin's recent hospitalization. Pentagon spokesman Pat Ryder says, Whether the DOD's policies and procedures are sufficient to ensure timely and appropriate notifications and the effective transition of authorities as may be warranted. President Biden and other top officials did not learn of Austin's hospitalization for prostate cancer until days after the fact. In Congress, many House conservatives are saying, not so fast to an earlier announced spending deal Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says there is still much work to do to avert at least a partial government shutdown I am taking the first procedural step for the Senate to pass a temporary extension of government funding
4: so the government does not shut down
0: Schumer and new Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson had announced last Sunday that they had arrived at an agreement on spending this is your
6: I need help with my taxes where can I find free tax help
7: If you make $54,000 a year or less, you can participate in the IRS Volunteer Income Tax Assistance, VITA, or the Tax Counseling for the Elderly, TCE, programs. IRS-certified volunteers provide free basic tax prep for low-to-moderate-income taxpayers. The TCE program is specifically for taxpayers age 60 and older. Go to irs.gov and enter Free Tax Prep in the search box to find a VITA or TCE site near you. When it comes to
5: vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear.
7: I I
5: don't know, this can be when hot? God, Take my... when you For
1: two seconds. Class is back in session. Turn up the volume. USAPrepares.com with the original survival economist, Vincent Finelli.
2: Class, uh, this is difficult to do on the radio, but we're going to try to do it anyway. So the average home uses about 33 kilowatts of electricity per day. 33 kilowatts of electricity per day. Roughly uh, 11,000 kilowatts per month, 30 days in a month, typically. Those are rough numbers, but they're close. The the amount of um, horsepower... If you translate 33 kilowatts of electricity into horsepower, that would be 44 horsepower per day. So the electricity that you consume in your house would be the equivalent of the work that 44 and a quarter horses would be able to do. This is no exaggeration. These are physics facts. For one year, your house... If you have an average house, would take one, 16,151 horsepower. That's the amount of work that would be required to run the electricity um, consumption or provide the electricity consumption for an average house. Our farm uses exactly what an average house uses. We run an entire farm on the electricity that an average house uses, 33 kilowatts per day. It takes a massive amount of solar panels to generate that much electricity and a massive battery bank, one that weighs 8,800 pounds. So we're talking about huge numbers. And I don't think people realize how much work electricity does. If you want to see how much work electricity does, just try using an electric hand mixer, okay? And you just guide that mixer around the bowl, and then try mixing it with a hand crank mixer. And then you'll get a feel for how much work electricity does in a very, very, very tiny scale. Now, Greg, a tractor trailer, the 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 tractor part, this big diesel tractor that pulls that forty to fifty five foot fifty three foot long trailer. About a hundred horsepower, is that right?
3: Yeah. And think about this too, Vincent with nowhere on this subject. If you got a 110 charger for your car, like a Tesla, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. plugged it in, you're talking two days of charging.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: If you get a 220, <clears throat> which is uh, what your, your uh, electric dryer, your electric range, your electric water heater uses, you're mm-hmm. talking a day's charging. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine how much these Tesla charging stations put in to, to, to narrow it down to just a couple hours. Mm-hmm. That's a tremendous amount of electricity. You have to, you, you, it just doesn't make sense. And we were talking about compressors, right? I was helping mm-hmm. somebody put in an off-grid home, completely off-grid like myself. And he bought one of these Harbor Freight, you know, the Chinese warehouse uh, compressors, and the, and the tank was about three and a half feet high. I said, you've got a good generator to, to run that. And he goes, what do you mean? It's 110. I said, plug it in and and turn it on and see what happens, and he did. And guess what? It it tripped the breaker. It was too much for the inverter. And now imagine a truck going down the road in traffic, hitting the brakes, and every time you apply brakes, you apply air pressure to the brakes, and it releases the air into the atmosphere. It's gone. That compressor is going constantly. No wonder Just why these trucks can't can't even get through a half of a day, not even a half, more like a quarter of a day mm-hmm. of work before they run out completely of electricity and are completely useless, dead on the highway. Now know you know why these six trucks are parked in the lot and they don't intend to use them ever again.
2: Next hour, Bert's going to be talking about um, oh rental cars and company and a company that. Uh, bought a bunch of rental cars and what they're going to do with them. This, is, this all ties together, the first hour and the second hour of today's class. Greg, um, just, just to indicate how much work is involved in pulling one of these trailers by a tractor. Let's, let's get into this. So diesel fuel has about 135,000 BTUs per gallon. A house that has a oil burner for a heating system might have a nozzle that will use, um, let's say, one gallon per hour. 135,000 BTUs of heat for a you know, well-insulated house. Average house. So, let's compare that to a tractor trailer. Let's talk about how much work is involved with uh, running that 100 horsepower tractor to pull a trailer my understanding is from from working with clients that had trucking companies um, we built computer systems to track the mileage about six and a half miles per gallon with a tractor pulling a trailer they get between six and eight miles per gallon is that correct
3: yeah well i want you to think about this falling dirt okay we haul a complete set of doubles, which is like over a hundred feet long and and that thing can weigh as much as hundred and twenty nine thousand pounds, okay to get that truck to go around we're talking we need at least a five hundred horsepower motor, and some of them are bigger I've seen some eight hundred and fifty horse engines. you're talking about a complete meltdown and shutdown, not even i mean how in the world would you get these these things loaded with the uh, are, are, are you going? Are they, they going to magically come up with uh, electric bulldozers and uh, front-end loaders within this next year? I haven't seen any on the market. Of you,
2: no, no, I haven't. And you know, just are, they, to talk they were, about are how, these
3: people really that stupid, or do they know they exactly what's going on?
2: Well, I think I think the customers are stupid, and I think some of the government uh, might understand, but you know. I know a guy who was at one of the highest levels of government, state government. I know this guy. And we were in my truck one day, and we were talking about ethanol. This is, you know kind of a tangential subject. We're talking about ethanol, and I said, I can't believe anybody voted for that, to convert corn to fuel, food to fuel. To fuel. Makes no sense. And it takes more than a gallon of fuel to make a gallon of ethanol. I mean, I'm, I'm speaking um, figuratively. Well, actually, semi-accurately. It takes more energy to make a gallon of alcohol than the gallon of alcohol contains. It's the dumbest thing you could think of. Well, and I looked at this guy, and I said, Who would vote for that? And he said, Well, you don't, you don't understand the pressure we're under. So they were forced yeah. to vote for it. I, I'm talking about blackmail, bribes and blackmail, or, or a combination of both.
3: And it then I looked at them. Money money runs behavior. It all has to do with money. These people are being yeah. bought out. Okay? Yeah. I want you to think about this. He talk, they talk about eating bugs, right, to save the earth. What does it take to feed those bugs? Fruit, nuts, and vegetables. Why not just eat the fruit, nuts, and vegetables? Why feed them to right. the bugs so that you can eat bugs? It doesn't make sense. These people right. are insane. They are literally insane and they're controlled by money. By funding.
2: So uh, so I looked at this guy, you know, I'm I'm in the uh, I was in the uh, driver's seat. He was in the passenger seat of my truck. Yeah. This was years ago. And I looked at him and I said, "Did you ever take a science class?" This guy was, well, I literally said that. This guy was a theology student. I don't think they're required to take science classes in religious studies. I don't think so. So this guy had no understanding of science, very little understanding of math, but he knew how to beg for money. You know, from people saying, hey, give me some money, and, and, and uh, I can run a campaign, and then and then I'll pretend to represent you.
3: Do you what? see why self-sufficiency is so important right now and getting away from it and out of the grasp of society? I'll bet,
2: you, I'll bet you, Greg, that even our class, which is among the brightest in the world... I'll bet you there are some people who are in our class who just learned that a tractor to pull a trailer is about 100 horsepower. And in specialized, really big ones, really big ones, 500 horsepower. And extra special, really, really heavy-duty ones, 1,000 horsepower. I'll, I'll bet well, you I, my, that, my that first, was... My,
3: my, my first tractor was 475 horsepower, and it, I was just getting... I, I couldn't even hardly pull hills with it, just hauling regular freight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we're talking an engine that holds ten gallons of radiator fluid and ten gallons of of, of uh, oil,
0: mm-hmm.
3: okay, and it was still not big enough. Mm-hmm. Five hundred horsepower is is probably pretty much the average tractor right now, unless you're hauling styrofoam or really mm-hmm. light material.
2: But so uh, with the, okay, yeah. so five hundred horsepower. Greg, how much fuel does that use? How many miles per gallon oh, translates that we're talking Two,
3: three? You know, we're talking five four five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars in fuel a day if it's under five dollars a gallon. You know, we're mm-hmm. talking. it's just and that, you know uh, you know, they, they advertised mine to get seven miles to the gallon. Those tractors I bought, and they were mm-hmm. the lawsuit, because you could get seven miles per gallon with this uh, great big, you know, Series 60 Detroit, uh, 500 horsepower. But it only happens when you're, you're not pulling a trailer. Then mm-hmm. so you hook that trailer up, the fuel mileage goes down So to six, five, four, four miles okay. per gallon, maybe.
2: I had a client who bought um, several Peterbilt's. Now, would you say Peterbilt is a quality brand?
3: I would say it's probably the best band, uh, brand as far as I'm concerned.
2: Okay. So this bo- this customer and client and friend of mine in Virginia had a trucking company. And um, I automated his company. He asked me to automate it and build a network so he could track you know, what was going on. So he bought some Peterbilt trucks, and they were supposed to get six and a half miles to the gallon. He called me up and he said, Vinny. I'm getting four miles to the gallon. What's going on? So here's what we did. We built a computer system for him to track every single trip. Okay, so he knew the origin. He knew the destination. And we tracked every trip. We uh, monitored the fuel that the trucks used and calculated what was going on. And what we found, believe it or not, we were able to increase his miles per gallon. With this computer tracking system, because what we found out was that the um, the trucks were idling more than necessary. that was one thing so we got the drivers to shut off the the tractors, but they st- he had a twenty thousand gallon fuel tank on his property in in rural Virginia just to keep these these tractors running it 's an enormous amount of fuel, just like you say. Five, six hundred dollars a day in fuel. And if you think, and diesel's the most energy dense fuel that we have that is commercially available to us, the most dense. And we're going to replace that with electricity. It flat Not out happen. cannot work.
1: Only expert guests and seasoned opinions. Instruction that matters. At the controls, Vincent Finelli.
2: So, class, just to to show you the 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 problems associated with some of these electric vehicles, I was talking with a uh, with a guy I really I know pretty darn well. I've known him for let's say thirteen years. And we were talking about... Uh, he, he has a, a hybrid vehicle. And we were talking, and he said that uh, the dealers have been advised that if they're going to have a... I believe this is these are the numbers, that if a dealer is going to have a hybrid on the lot, um, you know, preparing for service for more than 72 hours, that's three days, they... Advise plugging it into a charger because there are a couple batteries that are used in a hybrid vehicle one is the propulsion battery and then the other is for the electronics to keep the computers and all that running and the current drain is so great by these We'll call them parasitic loads almost of the computers that control the hybrid vehicle that it will drain a battery in three days If the vehicle is not used and the battery went dead uh, prematurely because the, the current demands on these things are great you know discharge rapid discharge charge them up rapid discharge you know the cycling of them is rough on them and the battery went dead and the vehicle wouldn't go anywhere I'm talking about a 12 volt automotive battery that runs the computers in that's in addition to the battery that propels the car so the little battery runs the computers. It's just the size of a regular battery under the hood of an internal combustion engine, like we have in our, you know, uh, little pickup trucks and you know, like a, a fifteen hundred Silverado or a Ford F one hundred and fifty or a passenger car. That size battery. Dead yeah, in three you know, days.
3: You know, um, I would suggest people get on YouTube and look up electric car fires and uh, car wrecks, because some of these vehicles weigh up to three times the amount of a normal vehicle just because of the batteries, which, by the way, are right underneath you. You've got these uh, lithium-ion batteries, which are subject to any damage of cell going bad, catching on fire at any moment. They don't, you know, before YouTube bans the the, uh, reporting on these uh, car fires, I suggest they go to YouTube and look them all up and see see what we're talking about here.
2: But, you won't you believe know, it. You won't believe yeah, it. These it, these cars really have set won't. these cars have set ships, container ships, on fire.
3: They they oh. sank one.
2: Yeah, well, probably more than one.
3: Oh, absolutely. But the thing is, is the media is not going to report it because it's the electric vehicle agenda. Okay, but just if you get in an accident, and get hit by one of these things, it's going to be like getting hit with a big truck because of the weight of it, okay? They're dangerous in every way, shape, and form. And I'm pleased, if you have loved ones in California, do a little uh, economic math with them. Uh, Maybe show them that Senate hearing and say that, you know, because if you really care about your loved ones, your friends, you'll help them get out of there. Right now, Nevada has a uh, a major housing shortage. Why? Because they're flooding from California. And they're building all these big warehouses that have just popped up all of a sudden. Uh, I think they're going to be full here pretty quick. The only you know, there's Nevada, uh, Las Vegas has another problem. It's called water. It's just one problem compiled on top of the other. You can only water your lawn once a week. By the way, it, it's the law in in, uh, in uh, Las Vegas. It's just insane what's going on. The, the best thing to do is is go find some some land. Some water out in the middle of nowhere, and and just prepare because it seems like we have a date coming up in California where things are going. to, I think are going to start, and I wouldn't be, feel too safe if I was Newsom because when the reality sets in, I think the people are going to want to string him up in the street because of what he's doing to the state. Your thoughts, Vincent? Well.
2: Oh. Yeah, and I want to make it clear, class. We're not advocating this. We're not advocating no, straining no, anybody. Up. But, but but what we are saying is, people are going to lose lose their minds. There are people who want to watch the game on you know on the weekend, and they're going to find out that their stupid neighbors with their Teslas and their other electric vehicles have drawn down so much current they're rolling blackouts. You're going to see this. Mark my words. You are going to see. Store this. the
3: shelves are barren because they can't transport any food anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. This is the dumbest thing that could possibly be envisioned. And I have to tell you, I have trouble keeping up with the, the deployment of the stupid things that are happening with mandates. Absolutely unbelievable. You know, the masks. Okay, well, what happened to all the masks? They, they, they went into the landfills, they went into the ocean, masks at the bottom of the ocean. Billions of them. All because of one guy who lied to us. Anthony Fauci. Class, don't believe anything that you hear, see, read in the media. Don't believe anything, including here at USA Prepares. Do your own research. Make up your own mind. And what you'll f- and it's going to take work. It is going to take work, but you're going to despise the system as a result of your research. You really will. Mark my words. And you can call me and tell me I was wrong, but I don't think I'm going to get a single call telling me I was wrong, or Greg, or any of the other instructors. Greg, thank you so much for being with us. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you next Friday at USA Prepares. Vert Bert is coming up next. Please stay tuned.
8: Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there